if someone has a, a curiosity about human behavior or maybe an intuition about reading signs and body language and the non-verbal communication how does one develop that that craft and talent reading 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 that would be yeah. one <laughs> watching yeah. watching watching that would be the other one of observing but also to check things so so again interactions yeah. is it is it can i assume that uh because i see this 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 can i assume that you will tie it today or can i assume this so just to to check it if that's possible and yeah. i think also if you if you're really interested in, in this you can have these fantastic training sessions a, a commercial break now jonah vera will be in amsterdam for two whole days it's going to be an, an interactive uh, practitioner course so that is amazing if you're really into reading people and interaction Yo, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast with me, Ryan Hartley, and welcome to the interview sessions where I interview inspiring and successful people about their heart and their mind. These interview sessions are brought to you by our good friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices. Today on episode 87 I have a conversation that really makes my heart sing if you know me well enough if you've known me long enough I've described myself as a curious monkey and one of the things I'm really curious about is um, how people think how people behave um, and I'm I've always been fascinated by body language and today I am joined by the founder of The Behaviour Company, Anna Martia Ud from uh, the Netherlands is joining for a fantastic conversation. She leads The Behaviour Company who are all about helping leaders and teams become more aware of their own nonverbal communication. And I hope what you hear through this conversation is that through awareness, we can improve in improve our presence, improve our leadership, improve the way that we can interact and influence with others. So head to behaviourcompany.eu to find out more. Check out the, the show notes for the full links um, and I will be publishing uh, an article that Anna um, had published in Psychology Today, which is all about the helicopter metaphor, which you will hear her talk about. Just lastly, before we dive in, if you would like to pause the podcast right now and type in we are always better than yesterday into your Facebook search bar, if you're not already in that community, come and join us like-minded people from all around the world um, who believe in bettering themselves and others. If you would like to apply as a leader to join our heart-centered leadership program, group coaching program, the master heart and mind head to ryanhartley.co.uk for more information about how we can help you grow as a leader in your heart and your mind that is enough from me let's dive in episode 87 with animata much love guys welcome 
Welcome back to the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. And today I have a very special guest in Anna Marcia. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much, Ryan. We were just chatting off air. I was being, I wanted to really make sure that I said your name properly. I didn't want to do the British thing of just calling you Anne. I had a, a guest recently who was from Belgium origin and his name was Alain, but I called him Alan. And I didn't want to make the same mistake again to, with you today. So welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you so much. The sun is shining, which is always a pleasure. In the Netherlands, usually we have a lot of rain. So yeah, very good. Thank you. Beautiful. I would love to know a little bit about the work that you do at the moment. At, at the moment? <laughs> oh, so many things. Um, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm training, I'm coaching one-on-one, -on -one, I'm writing. Uh, so all these kind of things are going on. Yeah. That's amazing. Tell us the, the story and the journey of, of how you have got to where you are today and some of the experiences that have really shaped your journey. Yeah, it's, I always love that question because for me, it has been a journey, you could mm. say. I studied the Academy of Arts and it is called Dramatic Expression through Nonverbal and Physical Behaviour. Um, but in essence, you could say you are educated as a teacher and as a director. And um, in, the, in my last year, I was asked to give a presentation on stage presence, like how you, if this was for a business setting, so if you are a CEO and you have to talk about your numbers, how do you do this? How do you engage the audience? And I remember this very vividly because I was talking about nonverbal communication and about eye contact and all these kind of things. And they were used to just look at the paper and just, kind of, you know, in themselves have a presentation instead of engaging with the audience. And in that moment, when I was teaching all about this um, and, and the surprise they had, the surprise on their faces, immediately there and then I decided, I think this is my journey. I think this is what I'm gonna uh, teach in businesses instead of, uh, you know, going in theater, making plays or creating plays. What journey, what, what path did you take? What path did I take? What do you mean by with path? <laughs> path, path. Um, in terms of where did you, so you, that, was, that was what you wanted to do. Those are some of the things that you, you were really curious about, really interested in. Tell me about um, your, your education, your early experiences with, with kind of work and where that really took you. Yeah, well, the minute I decided to do this, I thought it was really important to, you know, in, involve um, in, in so many training sessions and any education you can get and reading books of course and so psychology uh, training sessions um, uh, group dynamics all these kind of things so I, I went to a lot of training sessions but I also uh, was happy to uh, luckily luckily I was very lucky you could say that I was able to start in a company that also trained trainers so I had these three or four week sessions where you will be molded and they would teach you everything about interaction with groups. And then at one point that I think I worked there for five or six years, I decided, I think it's time to do what I think is necessary. I was a bit more bold and then I started the behavior company. So that was, mm. that was the journey. That's amazing. What does the behavior company seek to do well how does it how does it help 
Well, what I like about what we talked about in your, uh, and also what you put online is that how can, how can you be better than, than yesterday? You know, how can you grow? How can you develop? All these kind of things. And what we try to do with the behavior company is, is create, well, create, that would be different, but help people to become better, mm. to become aware on like, what do you do now? How do you present yourself? What's your behavior? How do you lead your team? And is that the best you can do? Especially because a lot of people sometimes are not aware of their behavior. And um, so what we do is we help them to become aware and we help to give tips, tricks, feedback, ideas on how to improve. I, um, I think a core part of leadership is before you can lead others is to be able to, to lead yourself. And I'd just be curious to know some of the ways in which you think uh, leaders might be able to improve the way that they lead themselves. But by becoming aware, I think it's exactly what you say. Sometimes you can just reflect on them or give them feedback because sometimes when you're higher up in the organization, you don't get a lot of feedback anymore. You, you just do what you do and people hopefully listen to you. But sometimes they're just sort of focused on the day-to-day -day work or those kind of things. And I think it's very important that they take the time to reflect on themselves, but also ask feedback. And sometimes even by you know, taping yourself and mm. like, become aware of what do I do? How do I uh, interact with others? So those kind of things would be helpful. Mm. You deal a lot with communication, effective communication. That's really important for leaders to, to have people follow them, I, I guess. And what is, what is some of the ways that leaders can learn to first and foremost communicate with themselves? Oh, that's a nice one. I think to be honest and to take time. So, so of course, now it's different because you have, you're in your house and you're in, you have a conversation on Zoom and then it's maybe sometimes it's more difficult to reflect. But usually sometimes when you're driving in a car and you just go back in your mind, like what happened? What, what just happened there? What did I say? What did the other person say? What, how, how, how did I present myself what, what was the setting all those kind of things and what always helps for my clients is to talk about the helicopter metaphor mm -hmm. so not just dive into the content but to zoom out in the situation and you can do that during this situation if you if you kind of learned it and if mm -hmm. you if you're able to do this but sometimes it's also possible to do it this afterwards or talk about it with uh people who were present at the meeting. How did I do that? What, what were your thoughts on how I engaged in this meeting? Those kind of things would be mm. really helpful. And ask feedback from your team. A lot of people don't do that. At least it's my experience. I don't know how you see that. Do you think a lot of people ask feedback? That's a really good question. I think I've seen examples of people that uh, ask questions for genuinely, genuinely wanting to improve. I've seen people ask questions to seek validation mm -hmm. um, and yeah, do not enough. I think, I think, I think genuinely if, if more people ask great questions, then we can build, I think trusting teams because I think some people are scared to do that because there's an assumption of judgment or, or there's a, an agenda behind. Um, and I think the more we get used to, having those open conversations, asking questions, we can take 
we can take the good and the gold from that conversation rather than that that conversation in the back of my mind that's saying what do they really think about me do they think i'm good enough yes. like are they doubting me do they think i'm you know underperforming or and just take the the love is what it is feedback i think i heard someone say recently um feedback without um care is, is simply an opinion ah that's a good one <laughs> without care care is important also for a leader because sometimes they they just want to get things done and mm. that's also like an opinion you could say i love that that's a good example yeah you you talked earlier about presence what in your research what in your experience creates presence oh, we're going in circles now because again i would say awareness mm. and maybe also care because if you don't care about being somewhere or interacting with somebody, probably you don't mm. lose out the presence that it's helpful. You just show up. Um, but what I, I see with my clients, if they become aware of what they want to achieve or what they want, or if what they want to, as you would say, uh, create a legacy or work with their team or, you know, all those kind of things, then, then they, they have this awareness. And, and if they care, they will show this in their behavior. Mm. I've often said that that awareness creates, that awareness of how we think, how we feel, will inform the way that we act, which, which I guess links to behavior. How would you define behavior? How would I define behavior? Everything. <laughs> Everything's behavior. Um, a lot of people, when we talk about behavior, they either think it's gestures or nonverbal communication but I would say behavior is communication. And mm -hmm. even if you're sending an email if, or if you're not sending an email, you could say that is behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, if I, if I teach about behavior, for me, it's everything combined. Like I said, maybe it's not the setting. So where you're in, in your office, how you, how you set your office, but the, mm -hmm. the choices you make on that, that, that would be behavior, I could say. Yeah. And, and I guess if it's all behavior, it's, it's good behavior and bad behavior, good day, bad day, shadow behaviors. Yes. Um, and, and I guess that's where awareness and the value of feedback really comes in because you're out there putting these messages and these signals out to the world anyway. And yes, it'd be better to know that. Yeah. And if you ask for feedback, sometimes you see these, I would even say poor, poor managers because they, they don't get feedback and then they come to us and, we try to um, help them with becoming aware because they, they show all this kind of behavior, probably coming from good intent and, and, and they, they want to interact with their team, but sometimes they forget what is really necessary or they, they, they don't understand what's necessary or they haven't asked what's necessary. Um, so yeah, that would be uh, helpful if they would ask more feedback and if they would focus on their behavior. Mm. What do you think the toolkit of um, leadership behavior looks like? I think there's so many things that you can put in the toolkit. But if I would narrow it down to three things, mm -hmm. I think you've created this perfectly on your website to, or not just on your website, but what mm -hmm. you, what you talk about as well is, is, looking at yourself so the reflection on who am i what do i do it's i think it's called leading yourself that's how you put it leading yep. yourself and if, if that's so that would be one the other thing is if if you want to be a leader you're not alone so you have to engage and interact with others 
that mm. means you have to be aware of you have to be able to observe others you have to look at others mm. and then the other the third one would be what as you would say what what is your legacy and mm. then i would say what's your purpose or what's your goal what's your intent those kind of things yeah. and if you say what kind of toolkit would would be useful in that that for some people it could be a training or coaching some people could be reading a lot of books it's just to figure out who am i and what do i need to go for these three essential things on leadership yeah love that we um we can't really go far in the world without teams like you know, teams create some of the best things in the world they're they're in our organizations if you're a leader you, you're leading people in teams Talk to me about what um, group behavior, what positive uh, group behavior looks like. Let's start with the, I don't know if you know, if you use this, if you know this, like the acronym of, of team, like mm. together, everybody achieves more. Mm. So for me, that's, that's what it is. Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to be the same or that you have to do exactly ev everything like, everything's the same I think you have to again be aware of who are you who, who is my teammate yeah. uh, what are the qualities and maybe the pitfalls and if you know that and you're interacting and you're aware of that and again feedback is essential with this hey what you're doing right now is really helpful for our team could you mm -hmm. please do this more often and then make it specific what that behavior is I think then or this is at least what I see that teams grow and uh, become better teams if they start giving feedback which is a bit in the beginning when we when when i'm hired to observe teams or those kind of things it's in and we, we start giving each other or they start giving each other feedback it's scary because they've never done it before and oops am i going to say something negative but also the positive feedback will help to improve the team sometimes people don't even know what makes a good team mm. what makes a bad team <laughs> all the opposite <laughs> yeah. yeah just being together because you've been put together in a way and and no not wanting to interact not wanting to hear each other out to listen to each other i think we've all seen those teams where you see that the people are together but they're not together at all they're just there Mm. and um then i would say nothing gets done and and sometimes you see these uh, uh, that it has a history so something happened in the company and that affected the team um and, and so the team itself mm. is not a bad team or as you would say but the things that happened around them that created this team because they didn't say it or it just simmered under the surface you know those kind of things um, so it doesn't necessarily have to, has to be a bad team forever or mm. that it was an essential bad team. Uh, but yeah, I would say uh, no interaction. That's a bad team. Mm. What okay. will you say? What would I say? Um, I mentality, you know, anyone that yeah. puts themselves before the needs of their, their teammates often, uh, does damaging, you know, things because the, you're not going to get trusting relationships where there's a sharing of information you're not going to get collaboration you're not going to get the support and this kind of give and take mentality that if the the high performers are taking too much there creates a reticent and a, res and a resistance to the full potential of of the group behavior yeah 
Mm. You and I connected. <laughs> you and I connected through um, Joe Navarro, and I and I I read Joe's book. What everybody is saying, and, and I'm I'm a I'm a curious human being. I love to know how people think, how people act, and and the reasons why they do what they do. Um, what are you fascinated by? People in general, I would say. Um, of course, when you talk about Joe Navarro's work, he has written so many fantastic books, also Louder Than Words. I don't know if you've read that as well. Um, that's usually about nonverbal communication and, and you know the presence of people and what we can see about all of that. I also love to look at group dynamics, behavior, uh, and what drives me is the interaction with others. And Joe describes this really well um, to understand that what you do has an effect on somebody. And if, if, if you want to achieve something as a manager or as a team or as a person, even you have to be aware. So what drives me is to see, like, are you aware sometimes even to wake people up? Mm. Like, do you, do you realize what you're doing mm. at, and how good this is? Uh, because it helps to achieve the goal you have or the other way around. Mm. So I would say um, interaction, influencing others, those kind of things. Mm. If someone has a, a curiosity about human behavior or maybe an intuition about reading signs and, and body language and the nonverbal communication, how, how does one develop that, that craft and talent? Reading, 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 that would be yeah. one. <laughs> watching, yeah. watching, watching, that would be the other one of observing. But also to, to, well, not to test it out, because that's a word that sometimes will this negative connotation, mm -hmm. but to check things. Am I, so, so again, interactions, yeah. is, it, is it, can I assume that uh, because I see this, 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 can I assume that you will tie it today or can I assume this? So just to, to check it if that's possible. And yeah. I think also, if, you, if you're really interested in, in this, you can have these fantastic training sessions uh, or coaching sessions, even one-on-one, -on -one, like um, a, a commercial break. Now, Joan Avera will be in Amsterdam for two whole days. It's going to be an, an interactive mm. uh, practitioner course. So, in, uh, so that is amazing if you're really into reading people and interaction. So that would be, yeah, that would be helpful. What do you really want our listeners to hear from you today? Well, what I hope is if they listen to these kind of podcasts that it doesn't matter what it is, but it would be so great if this, if there's a little spark in their mind, like, okay, how do I, what do I do? How do I do this? And if they choose to be more reflective, that would be that would be the goal of the day to create a little bit more awareness. And, and it's interesting you said earlier that awareness and you felt like you were going in circles. And I think I think what you're emphasizing is that it's actually a fundamental. It, <laughs> yes, it's not, it you know, everything. A lot of intentional growth can come from um, awareness. Being always better than yesterday. You can't be that intentionally if you don't know where you are right now. Exactly. And if you don't, if you know where you are, but you know what kind of behavior you're showing or what, what you're doing, only mm. then you can make a conscious choice with help from others 
because we can help others to mm-hmm. say, oh, you can also choose this kind of behavior or try out this. Um, so I would say it's always good to, to have others around you that can help you with new behavior, mm-hmm. but you have to be like, oh, I'm doing something different or I can go out of my comfort zone to do something else. Yeah, love that. Where do you think your work will take you over the next couple of years? What I hope is I'm teaching in, in the Netherlands and abroad, mm. and I really like that. Of course, traveling now is impossible, but I would love to do more of that. Mm. Um, so I'm always very fortunate. I feel very fortunate if I can talk about this in different countries um, and also to see how people pick up on it, how they kind of, you know, just... I don't know, absorb, that would be the word, absorb the, the knowledge or when I talk about the helicopter technique, they really want to know, like, help me, uh, how, can I, how can I zoom out? How can I zoom in? How can I hover? Give me these uh, tips and tricks, all those kind of things. So what I hope is that I, I will get the possibility to do this further and more. Mm. Talk to me about zoom in, zoom out and hover. <laughs> you have to read the article, right? No, I, I will share that. I will share it's it so in the show notes. More. It's it's so much. It's to summon it up. It's um, summarize it. I mean, it's it's a technique, and it's called the helicopter metaphor technique. Mm-hmm. So what you do when you're in a situation, which happens to leaders a lot, you're in either in a meeting or in a one-on-one setting, and all of a sudden you feel stuck. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. And the helicopter helicopter technique can help you to choose different behavior or different uh, choices than you would normally do. So you want to get unstuck. Zooming out would be, if you think about the helicopter, you would lift off and you would look at the situation. You would observe the other person sitting across from you. You would observe yourself. Hey, how am I sitting? Am I too close? Am I maybe uh, frowning, all those kind of things. So that would be, be hovering. Zooming in would be really looking at one detail, either in the content of the story. What does this person say? Why, why didn't he finish that project? What, mm. why, did, why did he say Friday instead of Thursday? So that would be zooming in. But also other metaphors like getting out of the helicopter, which could be, which could be if sometimes you're in a setting as a, manager or a leader and you feel this is not the right atmosphere for this talk so just go out or leave the scenery those kind of things mm. but there's your... 10 so I, I could go through all 10 metaphors i but... will share it i will share it with Great. the show notes what is the um top tip you can give leaders that are having to lead like this remotely where maybe they don't have the benefit of the full situational feel you, you mean in, in like digital uh, settings yeah. Well, first, and this sounds very basic, but it's so essential. Um, you're going to use this as a video so I can show it. And for the podcast people, they cannot see it. But just making eye contact and interacting in a different way than you would normally do. Sometimes in meetings, you see people being distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, they will write something down and they will stare at the ceiling. That is, that's, I would say, a no-go in this digital. Mm-hmm. You just have to engage. Because this is, this is 2D. And I always say we're, we're made for 4D. 
Now you have 3D, but 4D, as you would go to in a cinema, mm -hmm. is touch and smell. And I don't know if you've ever seen a 4D movie, Mm -hmm. but it's with movement of the chairs and everything. That's what we're lacking in this digital yeah. um, setting. So you have to engage even more. And you can see me using my hands a lot, for instance, and that creates more depth in a way to this conversation. Um, so that is helpful, those kind of things. But also maybe even talking or, or talking or, or connecting with your mm. team more than you would normally do. You know, just on the Friday, just call them up. Hey, how are you doing? Mm. And I've heard great stories on managers who try to create different settings to get the team together in a different way. For instance, the Friday drink, but not just, hi, this is a Friday drink. Mm but even up to the point where they came up with cocktail recipes and they would share cocktail recipes and one person would be um uh, would be creating snacks and sending out a recipe so in a different engagement yeah, yeah. i love that i in in the past i've interviewed many um leadership experts that talk about positivity and and, and i asked the question around just because you talk about positivity does it doesn't mean that you're not ever negative and i guess being a behavior expert that knows all of the things we could and should do when it comes to effective behavior what are the downfalls in your own do you recognize your own downfalls with your behavior and communication <laughs> with me yes yeah. yes i do i do uh not a pleasant thing to talk about but um definitely this is sometimes you're so aware you cannot switch it on yeah and that makes even when I'm, you know, with my family or something, mm -hmm. you, you can feel your kind of, as I talked about with the helicopter, I, I have that with myself. So mm -hmm. there are a few things. Sometimes I'm impatient and mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get to the, as a leader as well, you know, with my team, it's like, okay, well, let's go to this. And I have this vision how I want it. And I, and I want to go for it, but because I know this, because I hope I'm, I'm aware or I know I'm aware. I realize that I can calm myself down and say, okay, how are we going to do this? We'll have this vision. So um, impatient would be one. But on the other hand, the enthusiasm or the positive uh, side sometimes is also a downfall mm. because I get so excited on talking about behavior or these kind of things. And then they could start, you know, babbling, <laughs> those kind of things, which is, it's nice, not a bad thing you yeah, could yeah. say, but sometimes when people are more, you know, calm or they have to think a bit or they, they just have some, they need some self-reflection time, mm -hmm. then, uh, yeah, it could maybe be overwhelming. How is about it, yourself? It, you have to say something about yeah, this, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I very much, I very much relate to the, um, the impatience and mm. um I, I i think i think for me i've just got really used to trying to detach judgment and i and i think that's kind of what it means to be better than yesterday as well is that actually in this moment i might not be being my best whether that be being needy being emotional being impatient frustrated and learning not to judge myself for that, but realize actually that I need to go and do something for myself to be better. Yes. And, and um, sometimes it's just the power of questions. Like this might sound extreme, but sometimes I just ask myself, what are you doing with your life, mate? 
you know, sometimes I'm procrastinating and I'm just, I'm just, I'm in the scroll hole of social media. And I, sometimes that, that self-reflection question, what are you yes. doing in your life? Just that is, that is some of the examples of the helicopter, just kind of a wake up call. But I would say without like really negative judgment, because mm. there should also be allowance on, okay, I, maybe I need this today because I've been working really hard mm. and yes, I'm going to take three hours which would be very long, <laughs> but I'm going to maybe like one hour just on social media, just to scroll through, you know, stuff. If you, if you are aware of it, you, you yeah. can ask yourself the question, is this helpful for me now? Yeah, yeah. And if the answer is yes, this is good for me. This will make me better because I can relax now. Then I would say, go ahead, go for it. But if you say, mm, what are you doing, mate? And <laughs> you realize, no, this is, uh, this is procrastination or this is, I actually have to do something I, I'm dreading mm. and I'm not doing this. Then you have the alertness and awareness, which would be really helpful if a lot of more people would have that. And if yeah. they would dare to do it because... Yeah. And, and the opposite, you see the opposite as well. People being too strict mm. and having no allowance for fun. So, yeah. We've talked a little bit about the concept of being better than yesterday. I'm just curious to know what that phrase always better than yesterday means to you. I love that phrase because this is my goal, I would say. And yeah. that's also a bit frustrating because you always see the possibility mm -hmm. to grow mm -hmm. and there's so many fantastic books I want to read or mm -hmm. people I want to talk to or things I see or hear um, so for me I would say it's a it's a mission as well always be better but what I've if you say like what what are uh, what have I learned in the in the past or what did I pick up on one of the things was also not to be too strict on like if you have this mm -hmm. determination, like always be better than yesterday, that's lovely. But if you have this dark, grim, I don't have to be better than yesterday, mm. that to me is not very helpful. Mm. But the, to look at it, to look at every day and to see the possibilities and the knowledge you can get with the, the mm. stuff you can pick up on, even on social media, yes. That, I love that. I really love yeah. that. It's supposed to inspire you, not unburden you. You know, and I think, I think you've you've articulated that really nicely. So thank you. Let me just say thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and join it uh, with welcome. us in the Always Better Than Yesterday community here on um, Facebook, YouTube, and the podcast. Um, I would love to know how people can connect with you. Um, they can connect on Twitter, on LinkedIn. I've recently started Facebook. <laughs> I'm, uh, my social media should uh, be a bit improved. One of the things that uh, would be called bad behavior. But um, so Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, those kind of things. And of course, uh, if they want to read the article, that could be found on Psychology Today. Amazing. Um, thank you again. Could you please leave us with a final thought from your good self? Ah, thank you so much. I think I'm going to quote from, in, in the Netherlands, you have these uh, um, books that you give to your family members and they write in thoughts for the future, so to say. Mm -hmm. And one of the, I, I don't, this could be like a funny quote or something, but one I really like, I've always taken with me was, if where there's a will, there's a way. Mm. Yeah, love that. Thank you so much for your time.
Thank you so much for the talk, Ryan. There we go, episode 87 with Anya Marcha. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. I hope there was something in it that you can take away uh, or maybe that it's inspired you in some way. I'd love to know. Tag me at Ryan B. Hartley on Instagram. Find me on Facebook or even email me at ryanbhartley at gmail.com if you have any questions. Or more importantly, I'd love to know what you were going to do as a result of this conversation. As I like to do with any of the interview sessions at the end is just to reflect on something that really stood out for me in this conversation. And I just love Anya's uh, just simple response to how do you develop your intuition to um, reading body language. And it's <laughs> there is no simplicity or shortcut. It is do lots of reading, do lots of watching. And I really like the advice of just ask, make, ask the question, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling, is that true? It's really powerful and we should never be afraid to, to ask those questions. I hope the uh, this has served you well. Thank you for spending time with, with us, the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community. Thank you for making it to the very end of the podcast, you special human being. Thank you for the love. Thank you for your time. And I hope to bring you an equally inspiring interview session next week. Much love, guys.